0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Arthritis at Home. Today, we're joined by Cheryl Cohen, President and Founder of Arthritis Consumer Experts, ACE. And we're going to talk about ACE's most recent national survey that is going into field in the first week of August. And Cheryl, welcome to this week's episode.
1: Thank you Kelly, nice to be here. Hi everyone.
0: Now our audience may have heard of some previous surveys, national surveys that we've conducted and we started this program during the pandemic in the last couple of years and they're designed, Uh our national surveys are designed to gather the views and opinions of people living with arthritis and that's information that's gonna help us lead our advocacy efforts on some of the most critical issues facing people in the arthritis community um, that they've identified and helped identify for us. So in this series of national surveys that we've conducted so far, we've looked at virtual care, we've looked at exercise in arthritis, self-advocacy, arthritis medication reimbursement, and our most recent one, mental health and arthritis. Cheryl, in that uh, context, what is the next survey that ACE is conducting and what are we looking at?
1: So the survey that will be launched uh, this week is really focusing on health inequities and the disparities that lead uh, from that, their fallout from that in Canada. Health inequities definitely exist uh, and they are persistent. Um, And in some cases, Kelly, I think we really look closely at healthcare, obviously they're growing. And that's obviously not a good thing. Um, For our arthritis community, uh, I think uh, if you've been tuning in regularly, you know that our focus on addressing health inequities specific to arthritis has been a focus, not just in our survey work and and in our editorial content, but also in our advocacy work. So the work that we're doing to take the voices of our village, right? To take the voices of our community that are gathered through these surveys and turn around and share that information in an evidence-based way to government, where government, which is where policy that would address health inequities uh, would be generated and, and also implemented in the, in the way of our healthcare systems. Um, we've seen health inequities grow, as I mentioned, uh, in during the pandemic. In other words, the problems that people uh, who face inequities, the things that they were dealing with prior to the pandemic simply carried on through the pandemic and in some cases uh, worsened. And I think um, that that is can be seen clearly in uh, one particularly uh, important community and that is uh, our Indigenous brothers and sisters, our Indigenous uh, communities across um, the land. So it's so important, um, Kelly, to, to do this work we have a moral and ethical responsibility to do this work um, because it's not enough that the person who is privileged by the color of their skin or their economic or social circumstances can get to healthcare. We all in our arthritis community must be able to get the healthcare uh, that we need uh, and deliver to us in ways that are culturally sensitive and appropriate.
0: And just a reminder to our audience that our previous surveys are available for viewing on our website in a section called ACE National uh, Surveys. And when they look at those individual surveys, which I listed earlier in the introduction, they can see that we broke down the analysis of findings. So we looked specifically at the responses from what are called BIPOC or Black. Um, people of color or indigenous communities, people living in Canada, um, to look at how their um, responses differed from non-BIPOC. So they can find that information um, in, in all those different surveys. What we've done with this focused one is specifically look at health inequities, as you mentioned, Cheryl. When we, when we speak of health inequities, just maybe to help out our viewers, what, what exactly do we mean?
1: Well, health inequities, um, as you pointed out in our previous surveys, we could see them in the results. So in other words, it's one group of people in comparison to other another group or groups of people uh, who have different racial characteristics, different cultural characteristics, and we see differences between them, Kelly, and we call those differences inequities. It's that simple, really. Um, And they're often related to what is known as social determinants of health. And um, so there are social and economic disadvantages. And those social and economic disadvantages result in lower health outcomes or disadvantages or inequities, whatever kind of label you want to put on it. Um, Inequities in health outcomes or in access to care can can also be systemic, um, where, you know, these disparities are observable, as I mentioned before, across different populations uh, of people. Um, So our survey, this survey that we're speaking about today, um, is to increase our understanding and also then raise awareness about these inequities specific to arthritis care um, and to service delivery, treatment, management, et cetera, et cetera. So um, you can't fix a problem unless you know the breadth and the depth of the problem. And I think um, from a crowdsourced data perspective, this work hasn't really uh, been done or done uh, enough uh, in arthritis. that's something that we can change, and it's our responsibility um, to take action.
0: Forward, like what, what are people being asked to share in the survey?
1: Well, we're asking folks whether you believe you are facing a disparity or an inequity or not. We're asking everyone to take the survey, but obviously we're specifically interested in the responses of people who are going to answer Um, who are facing inequities. We need to know at a deeper level why people think those are happening to them uh, so that we can better understand them and better articulate them through through our writings uh, and our advocacy um, work. So the survey really asked Kelly about details of inequities and discrimination that People living with arthritis um, have experienced or witnessed. You know, it could be a family member sitting in a clinic uh, with a physician, and they observe the kinds of care or treatment or uh, uh, or lack thereof um, for that person, not necessarily for themselves. And then the impact of those incidents, uh, and and also how people care for themselves. It's not, um, you know, the for people who face inequities, the burden to fix them should not rest on their shoulders. Hmm. These are system issues. These are for people who are not facing those disparities, for those people to fix them. So um, it is to genuinely learn and then turn around and, um, and do the work that is required to, uh, for lack of a better word, expose the the discrimination, this, this, you know, expose the racism. We know racism is alive and well in healthcare, and 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 it's not right. It's simply it's a black and white issue. We as a society cannot uh, cannot allow that or continue to allow it to happen.
0: So I, I just want to follow up. I think this is really uh, key for people to understand is how ACE uses the information that it gains and gathers from the survey. So you talk about how ACE can use it internally in in our resources, um, programming, content creation. Maybe you can give an example of that, but then also I think people would be really interested to find out um, more about how we use it As you said in our advocacy efforts and maybe give an example of some previous surveys where maybe we've used findings uh, as part of that outreach effort.
1: Yeah so I think first and foremost when people come to our surveys they're anonymous and the information is gathered and analyzed in aggregate right so everyone's privacy is assured um the survey vehicle that we use is SurveyMonkey, which is very common, very popular, very safe. Um, and we then take that information and we look at it in aggregate, Kelly. So all respondents pooled together, we look at those things and then we say, well, the answer to question 10, how did people who are in the BIPOC community answer it? For example, Um, Did they ever feel uncomfortable? Let's say the question is, did they ever feel uncomfortable in an exchange with a physician when they went into the clinic to describe, you know, the challenge that they're facing in terms of their health? Did they feel listened to? Did they feel heard? Um, What action resulted from that complaint that they brought into the clinic? Did they, you know, uh, did they feel comfortable? Did they feel respected there? You can ask these questions in a number of ways, Kelly and the answers are illuminating. And we know from our past work, for example, you mentioned uh, virtual care, Mm -hmm. that people from the BIPOC community did not have the same, they had less access to virtual care services during the pandemic. Um, they, uh, uh, They didn't have the access to the technology, to the device, not even to the plain old offering of virtual care so we saw those disparities or those inequities within that survey and we've seen that as consistent across our survey uh program that this experience for people coming from the bipoc community is in some cases significantly different than the person who is a non-bipoc community member So it's it's through participation, Kelly, it's through the global village of people with arthritis in this country, on this land, that change arthritis, that changes the arthritis experience for everyone, because we can take these data in anonymous, safe ways and say to government, here is what the grassroots is saying. This is what the grassroots is experiencing. And they really value that, Kelly government does value it. it's not often easy to get through the door but once we do and they can see the data and they can see the rigor with which it was uh, developed or or gathered um, you know it it does make change happen at the system level
0: which is why it's so important that people participate if they want to get involved to participate in a program like this because i think just to underline what you've said, Cheryl, that when we go in to see provincial health policy makers across the country, they are thinking about some of these big key issues. So they are thinking about virtual care. They are thinking about health inequities. They're thinking about medication reimbursement. What these surveys do is give us the real stories from real people from our community and we share that perspective with them. So if they're looking at these big topics, they're looking at it through the arthritis lens now as well.
1: Yeah, absolutely, Kelly. And that you remind me to to let our viewers know, um, the survey, you know, it's easy to find. They just have to go onto our website. The link is there. Um, It is voluntary, obviously. It is anonymous um you can stop the survey at any time if you decide to um and we do note where there are incomplete results on a particular question um obviously we uh if you decide at any point you don't want to participate um your responses uh will not be used so we can segment out partially complete surveys um and you know it only takes about 15 minutes kelly and we and we offer people, as a survey respondent myself, I always like when, the, when the, the organization asking the questions allows me an opportunity to write in my own experience. Everyone, every human being has a different experience, even within groups of people, whether uh, a culturally uh, you know, uh, identified group or racially identified group, Um, Every human within on the planet is different and so we do offer people on a number of questions the opportunity for them to share their specific uh, example which of course um, doesn't include names or anything like that. We really encourage people to take the survey. It's so true that these that everyone's voice when gathered in this kind of way can change their life with arthritis. It really can. It can change the lives of people living with arthritis in groups as well. And it really does help government um, best do their job uh, for, for our community.
0: So if you're an ACE member subscriber, you'll be getting a Joint Health Express that's going to describe this next survey coming up and how to get involved. As we said, if you also go to our ACE website, jointhealth.org, you'll be able to find a link to the survey and be able to participate through the website as well. So please- And there'll be
1: a link at the end of this video that takes them there as well. Of course, yeah.
0: So it's summer. If you've got some time um, before you're going out to the beach or going out to play badminton in the backyard, take 15 minutes. We really, really value Your participation and your input and we look forward to getting the results and sharing them with you. Um, We're aiming to do that in September during arthritis awareness month so you'll be able to look forward to those uh, seeing those findings. um, At that time so once again, thank you very much for joining us this week at arthritis at home and Cheryl, thank you for describing to us aces work in national surveys, and particularly on this current one on health inequities. Thanks for your time.
1: Thank you, Kelly. I just want to say here as we wrap that ACE is learning too. That we are walking together with people of all communities and learning about the experience of inequity and trying to be the best ally we possibly can be to the communities are not receiving the kind and quality of care that they should be so um, all of that to say a huge thanks to all of our audience and to those who will go on to take the survey. Uh, We're very indebted to you for helping us uh, for helping us walk the talk. Thank you see you again soon.